Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's your boy, Darius D, host of the Didi Fuego Show, hosted by the prettiest folk podcaster of all time. That's me once again. And I'm hoping you guys are having a great day today. If you're new here and you're wondering what Fuego means, all it means is fire. That's all it means. That's all it truly is. Okay? And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back once again. I appreciate all your support. And I'm filled with absolute gratitude. Okay, we have a lot on our agenda today. I actually have a special guest. But as the show goes on, I will talk about this special guest. And before I get into the main agenda, I'm just going to do what I customarily do on here on this podcast. And it's called the word of the day. And being that it is July 10th, 2018, the word of the day is benevolent which is an adjective, and you can use it. And on this podcast, as you guys know by now, but if you know here and you don't know, you need to have a good vernacular. You need to expand your vocabulary because it's good to grow. It's good to have a lot of information. It's good to use different words. So take that word, benevolent, add it to your mental lexicon, and bring it forth to society. Teach somebody something new because it's good to learn something new every day. Okay, so for today's agenda, we're going to be talking about the NFL. The NFL is is a particularly interesting organization, organization, sorry. And for me, I'm a big, avid football fan, and I really enjoy watching it. I used to play it back in the day, and it's a good sport, overall a good sport. The NFL, obviously you guys know about the Super Bowl is one of the biggest shows of all time. But for this episode, we're going to be talking about the top 100 list because they have the top 100 list of the best player of 2018. We're going to talk about that. And also, we're going to talk about our predictions for the future for this coming up season. So we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to get through. Before we get into the main show, I'm going to introduce my special guest, his name is Anish, and his, by now, if you guys obviously clicked on the plate to play it, you would see his name, his Instagram name. So make sure you follow him on Instagram, and make sure you follow him on Twitter, and all those social medias, if you can find him, follow him, support him. But I'll let him introduce himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Anish. All right, what's going on, everybody? Um, like Mr. Darius said already, uh, my name's Anish. Um, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, I follow pretty much every league that there is to. And um, with today's topic being the NFL, um, Darius has me here to give my insights and my predictions for the upcoming season and to break down the NFL top 100 players of 2018. So I'm super excited for this. And like you said, follow me on Instagram, my Handle will be in the title of the podcast. And yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. I'm glad and I'm so happy. I've met a niche like over, I think it was 10 years ago, I would say. Yeah, about a decade. Yeah, about a decade. <laughs> That's a lot, of, a lot of years. So we have some good chemistry. You guys will see that throughout the show. Please don't go anywhere. Stay in that chair, stay in that car, or work out, whatever you're doing. Just make sure you listen. Share this on your social media platforms with your family and your friends. Doesn't matter where, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on either the Anchor app, whether you can go on Google Podcasts, because I'm on there too. I just got on Spotify 
and I'm on Apple iTunes as well. So make sure you subscribe to get updated with when I post. This is the DD Fuego Show, and we will be right back. Okay, so we are talking about the top 100 players in the NFL of 2018. Now, for those who are not familiar with this, what the NFL does is they make a top 100 players that's the best players in the league voted by the players. So there's not that much biases, and it's actually not like, a oh, this player makes a lot of money, I'm going to vote for him, or this guy is more popular than this guy. It's actually and mainly focused on skill, which I do appreciate. But the thing that I have a problem with, and most people who are in the sport of football or just sports fans in general, is that they treat quarterbacks a lot better than other positions. I played tight end, also played offensive line. I could probably count on my hands how many linemen that I saw without this whole 100 top top 100 list. Most of it is just quarterbacks, and I'll say it's favoring offense, and I'm an offensive guy. So for you defensive guys out there, I feel your pain in that regard. So Anish is going to talk about the top 10 players on this list for this year. All right. So the NFL, um, the NFL Network rather released the the list about I think it was a two weeks ago or about a week ago. I'm not too sure. Um, so basically, the top 10 goes as so: um, Tom Brady ranks in at number one, followed by Antonio Brown, Carson Wentz, Julio Jones, and then Le'Veon Bell ranks in at number five. Todd Gurley is in at six. Aaron Donald from the Rams is in at seven. That's followed by Drew Brees, Von Miller, and then probably the most shocking rank of all is Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Hail Mary from Green Bay coming in at number 10, which is a big shock, not because he's at 10, but because he should be at two or three or even one for that matter. That is actually a good observation. And the thing is, for you guys who didn't catch that, but I think most of the people listening to this probably like football as well. There's a common theme here, like I said before, about offensive defense. The defense is not regarded high, but I count myself and I would say on their behalf that they actually are a big or play a big factor in a game. If you don't have a good defense, you're less likely to win, I would say. And if you notice without this list, I believe Aaron Donald and Von Miller are the only two defensive players on the top 10. And they're not even in the top, like, five of that top 10. So then I ask this question, Anish. Why do you think the league always caters to the quarterbacks and always put the players who play defense on the back burner a little bit? Well, I mean, there's no doubt about it that the quarterback is the face of of any team and is the one person that can change the dynamics of the entire team, even though the quarterback doesn't play defense. But at the same time, you still have to give credit to the defensive players. Like on the list, uh, Todd Gurley coming in at number six, despite him being the best running back there is in the league last season. So I really don't know why Le'Veon's in at number five. But Todd Gurley wasn't one of the biggest reasons why the Rams were so successful last season. It was because of their defense. 
and what they were able to achieve when they were facing powerhouse NFC teams, in particular the NFC West. So having Gurley in at six is a big issue for me, per se. I would rather put Aaron Donald in a top five. And another issue I have is why are Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, who play for the same team and play on the same offense, both ranked in the top five? Le'Veon does way more than A.B. does in terms of being a dual-threat player. A.B. can't run the ball. He has great hands. He has exceptional hands. He has one, some of the best hands in the league right up top there with Odell Beckham Jr., but that's true. Le'Veon does a lot more with being a dual-threat option out of the backfield and you know having that ability to, to fake the handoff and, and get out into the open and create space for himself. So I, I don't know why Le'Veon's in that fight. Yeah, Le'Veon, he... Honestly, because since we both played football before, our perception is a little bit like different than the regular viewer, I would say. But the thing is, like, with Le'Veon, he is a. I think he's one of the. I think he's the best overall. But he did not, like you said, he didn't have the best season compared to his other seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like especially coming down to the playoffs. Um, when the Steelers were facing uh, the Jaguars, yeah. both AB and Le'Veon were were absent. In that they got game. locked up. Yeah, in the in the in the time when they needed to show up and be the superstars that they are and be the max contract players that they are, they yeah. failed to do so, and that's why the Jacksonville Jaguars made it to the AFC Championship last year. Exactly, and people have slept on um, Jacksonville this season and. I honestly, I think it was for me after week two, I kind of seen like how they were playing and I was actually kind of shocked. And yes, it was mainly because of their defense. They had a good um, D-line. Their linebacker core was pretty good. You had Miles Jack there in the linebacker core. I think Callis Campbell, Callias Campbell, where um, outside of defensive end. And you also have the AJ Boye and, uh, Jalen Ramsey. I think Jalen Ramsey should be higher on this list because oh, he, yeah. he, what, what, where did he get on? Um, he's in at 17. Seven, that's too yeah. low. Yeah. That's and too low. he was not ranked in 2017 because he's a refugee. So. Yeah. That's way too low. If you guys seen him play, he's locking down some of the best receivers in the league. I think he had a good battle with Julio Jones this year. He got AB in the playoffs, I would say, because AB barely couldn't really get open. Because they would um shadow him, he locked down um Calvin Benjamin, who he I wouldn't say he's like top ten, but he's a high caliber um weapon that um the Bills used this year when they got when he got traded from Panthers. So there's a lot of people complaining about the defense, and I agree with that. Even though I'm an offensive player and Anish played quarterback, so we are more offensively offensively minded. But we do understand that the, a lot of the defensive players got snubbed. And some players who were injured, I don't agree with them being on the list. Is that – are you okay with that or do you have something to say? Um, for me in, in particular, if you're injured and you're still making it to the list, that, that's an issue. Yeah. Because – the players are are kind of encouraged to vote based on the time you spent 
in the league. Yeah. So, like, for example, let's say you played five games and then you get injured in week six, but up until week five you were doing amazing, you could possibly be ranked higher than somebody that played all 17 games and made a playoff push. That doesn't really make a lot of sense for me in particular because I think that if you're playing all 17 games and you're helping your team every week to get to the playoffs, you should deserve to be ranked higher than somebody that got injured in week six and only played five games and gets ranked higher than you. That's very true. And throughout the years, I've always heard that like, you know, they, people complain saying, hey, they got it wrong this time or they got it wrong that time. Um, I say this year is probably like the worst year I've seen. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I said, it's more of the peers grading each other. So maybe there's some things that they know that I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that is true. And like with another thing about this list with Aaron Rodgers being in at number 10, when you think of Green Bay, the first thing that comes to your mind is Aaron Rodgers because he's the face of the team. He's the face of the franchise. Without Aaron Rodgers, the only thing Green Bay really has going for it is the fact that you know, their fans have um, a really big fan base. Um, mm-hmm. Lambeau Field is an exceptional stadium. And the fact that the fans actually own an Artists. aspect of the team with being allowed to buy shares in the company, you could call it. And cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and cheese. You got to love the cheese sets. Um, yeah, so with Aaron Rodgers being in at number 10, that that is a big mistake I think the players made. Um, despite how good... Julio Jones was for the Falcons, or despite how good Todd Gurley was for the Rams, the Packers are only are where they are because of Aaron Rodgers. If there's no Aaron Rodgers, there's no Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. There's no playoff contention Green Bay Packers, and that's a that's an issue for me ranking him at number ten. Okay, so from what I'm getting, would you say that is more about the person? Or the player has to be good, obviously, and have good stats, but is about who makes the most impact for the team. Um, or not necessarily. I would say kind of okay. in a in a way. Like I think the list is based around how well you perform individually and not how how much you play as a team. Because like if you look at Antonio Brown's individual stats he does bits for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I mean, he's one of the best fantasy players that you have out there. That's true. Averaging almost 17 fantasy points a week. Mm-hmm. So by having AB perform on his own individual standpoint, he deserves to be there at number two. But when the time came for him to show up, he didn't. Okay. And he was kind of shut down. And when the time came for other players that were slept on, like Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, they stepped up to play, and they got quite far as well. Interesting. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I think with when it comes to the sport of football, it's more of a team sport than any other sport I have witnessed. I think with basketball, as we saw in this past season, like LeBron James carried his team to the finals. Unfortunately, they got swept. I know some of the... Warrior fans are smiling ear to ear at listening to this, but um, 
I think with football, with football, it's more of a team sport. So you have to be reliant. So if Ben, Big Ben has to rely on AB, AB has to rely on Big Ben. Big Ben also has to rely on Le'Veon Bell. So there's a lot of relying on it. So I get exactly what Anish is saying. It's about individuality, but at the same time, you still have to make an impact at the right time as well. Exactly. Like with other sports, like how Tom Darius was saying, with the NBA or even the NHL, where, you know, you can really, one person can really carry a team. Or in, you can see it even in, in soccer with, with um, European clubs, like in this past Champions League season, Ronaldo pretty much carried Real Madrid to its third consecutive UCL final and yeah. eventually won it by himself. But with football, you have to rely on a lot of people to show up and do their job because without the you know the O line, the quarterback's going to get sacked. Without exactly. the tight end, you know the wide receiver is not going to have that extra you know two seconds to make a move and get open. So everyone's exactly. everyone's relying on each other to to step up and make the play. And in that um, AFC um, semifinal. AB really didn't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. That is very, very, very true. And this is not um, us slam basing Antonio Brown. I'm actually, I'm Antonio Brown. Sorry, I'm still one of like a fan of his game and his style, and the fact that he was almost undrafted. Was he? I, I believe so. Yeah, I think he wasn't even. I think he wasn't drafted, or he was drafted very late. And people overlooked his talent, but Mark Tomlin gave him a chance, and he worked his tail off to get to the place where he is today. Considerably one of the, I think, between the top two receivers in the league. Yeah, so he was drafted 195th overall in uh, the 2010 draft. Exactly. So that is... It's pretty late for his talent. Yeah. (laughs) For his talent, that's very late. And I appreciate his work ethic because he works daily. Works daily. So, Anish, I have a couple of questions for you here. All right. So, looking through the list, name two players... Actually, not two. I'll go three players that you wish made it to the top ten. And then three players that you wish were a little bit lower. Okay. Um, so standout number one for me is Khalil Mack okay. from the Raiders. He's in at 16. Yeah. Uh, his 2017 rank was five. And I believe he led 2018 with sacks as well. Hmm. So I really don't know why he's ranked 16th and Vaughn Miller is ranked ninth. <laughs> like I mean, Von Miller's rank in 2017 was two behind yeah. Tom Brady. So, Tom Brady. yeah, Khalil Mack number one for me. The players definitely got it wrong there. Um, this person that shouldn't, he definitely doesn't deserve to be in the uh, the the top ten, but I think should be a little bit higher. Um, this is kind of biased, but uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo um, having that exceptional end to the season with the 49ers. Yeah. Um, he's in at 90. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, fair enough. You know, he only played six games. Yeah. So you can't really expect him to crack top 10. But the numbers that he put up in those five or six games that he started, still undefeated as a starter, by the way, uh, was exceptional. And he, I think he should rank, be ranked a little bit higher, maybe like in the 70s or the 80s, just for what he was able to accomplish pretty much by himself. <laughs> because if you're a 49ers <laughs> fan or you're an NFC West fan, you know that the 49ers really don't have a lot of weapons to work with. And the weapons that they do have are tight ends. So yeah. it's pretty difficult to get them into the open, into the open field and to create space for themselves. Um, other than that, uh, trying to look here, uh, Gronk in at 15 is, hmm. is that, that's respectable. Uh, he's in at 23 and 2017. Um, he was injured for the Super Bowl though. So on a side note, I think if Gronk was in the Super Bowl, it might not have been the outcome that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady was working with. Um, not a lot in that game. Yeah, because Edelman was gone. Edelman was gone. Um, so he pretty much just had uh, a couple um, running backs. Yeah, a couple running backs. And, yeah, uh, Chris Whitey. Hogan. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hogan. Chris he, Hogan. he did his thing, though. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hogan did his thing. Amadola got knocked out, right? I, I think so. Yeah. He had brand new cooks at the beginning, but he got concussed. Yeah. So, um, and then people that should be ranked a little bit lower. Um, Big Ben at 18. Okay. Um, I think he should be ranked a little bit lower than he is, um, just for his, you know, lack of performance in that, um, NF, sorry, the AFC semifinal. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton at 25, he had a shaky season, you could call it. I mean, the Panthers never really hit the ground running. Okay. And other than that, um... I, I think the rest of the list is pretty much intact. Everyone kind of deserves to be where where they've been placed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. For me, the, those who I want wanted to be a little bit higher this past season. I'm I am a Cowboys fan, but I'm not going to say Zeke because he was suspended for most of the time. So I would say for myself. I would like to see Keenan Allen a little bit higher. What he's done this year, how he turned around, how he improved his game, and how like he's I think he's overlooked a lot based on his skill set. He could do a lot of damage and he's one of um Philip Rivers, the quarterback for the Chargers. That's his probably his number one target, other than Antonio Gates, who's slowing down a bit because he's getting a little bit older. Another person who I believe should be higher, Travis Kelsey. He had a, he's coming up with a pretty good season. He came yeah. in number 24, and uh, last year he was number 26, so he basically went up two spots. I think he should be at least top 20, in my uh, opinion. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs don't really have a lot to work with. Exactly. And him being a tight end, he definitely done a lot more than just fulfilling the tight end role mm-hmm. on the team, like taking on a, a leadership position in the locker room and, exactly. and, and guiding guiding the rookies that the Chiefs um, are dealing uh, with. So, yeah, definitely he should be right. Yeah. Because uh, like, other than Kareem Hunt coming now and then Tyreek 
who is basically one of the option receivers. They didn't really have that much. They had Jeremy Macklin, but I don't know if he's still there. But Travis Kelsey made a big impact for their team, gave Alex Smith a good opportunity to get some points on the board. Unfortunately, they didn't make it far in the playoffs, but that's what happens with the Chiefs sometimes. But they're still a pretty good organization. Travis Kelsey should be higher. He's one of the tight ends who I I used to model my game after. He's very good. He's elusive. He's kind of like, you know how Gronk is like super big and then he's very um, athletic for his size. Travis Kelsey is pretty much the same thing, except that he adds a little bit more to the table and say than Gronk. Because like Gronk is more physical, I'd say, than Travis. Yeah. I mean, Gronk performed a lot more blocks for um, for the Patriots, and he, he really assists in that O line as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does a lot more, a lot more physical, uh, physical. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, physical capabilities. Yes, yeah. he has a lot of Travis. physicality. Yeah. yeah. So like, and with Travis, he's like six six. I don't know his weight, but he actually does a lot because he looks like he plays like a wide receiver would play. And he and he's I think he should be around like two forty plus. Yeah, probably around that. Yeah. So it's just an estimate. I don't know it by heart, but I know that he's a pretty solid guy and he can play. He can block. I'm not saying he can't block, but he blocks. But he also plays like he's a wideout. And then the, one of the last people who I think should be higher is DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. He, honestly, most people around the league would say he's the best. I think he has the best inside release. So coming off the the ball, he has the best inside release, and he can get away from defenders. And he has – I think he has the best hands, in my opinion, other than Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, he has like, exceptional hands. But, like, next to him, I would say, um, is OBJ. And then next to him, I would say Denard. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, his speed, his slowdown speed, he creates a lot of space. He can lose defenders at the drop of a dime. It's crazy how he gets in and, in and out of his breaks. So I admire that about him and his skill sets in his game. Now, three people I wish were a little bit lower. Let's see. It's going to be in the top 10 for the most part. People who I think should be lower in this list, I would say Le'Veon Bell should be a little bit lower, not too far. He had a, a good season, obviously, and he's a well-skilled player. So I say he should be a little bit lower. And another one I'd say should be lower this year is hmm, let's see i'm trying to find a good one i would say maybe larry fitzgerald i didn't hear that much from him this season yeah i I agree with that too i didn't really hear that much about him i mean uh carson palmer didn't really have a lot to work with this season yeah and i mean fitz had the opportunity to retire a season before this one and but he opted back into his contract and he extended it for one more season. So having him on a team but 
just as of course he's still an offensive weapon, but he just provides um, more to the locker room that not a lot of people on the Cardinals can provide. So just fulfilling that that leadership role that that you need to get through in a in a transition team, going from you know um, a championship team or playoff team to to a rebuild to a rebuilding phase. Um, Fitz definitely uh, fulfilled that role, but in terms of his performance. This season should be a little bit lower compared to some of the guys that are ranked close to him, like Matt Ryan or LaShawn McCoy. Okay. And I would say the last person on my list is Derek Carr. He didn't really do that. Because because he was injured, he didn't get to do as much. So I don't think he should have been so high. He was at 60. And I think he's a a really good quarterback, one of the top-tier quarterbacks. But for this season, I don't think he should be that high as at 60. So before we wrap it up with the top 100, I'm going to ask Anish, who are three players? Actually, we'll make it five. And you don't have to explain. But we'll make, say, five players that these people, the listeners, should watch out for next season on this list. Okay, number one, Jimmy Garoppolo. After his um, extravagant end to the season with the 49ers last year, what he was able to accomplish, what he was able to work with, um, you should definitely keep an eye on him because the 49ers have a lot of hype around them going into the 2019 season. And they have a lot of momentum carrying from last season. So that's going to be fueling him to put up big numbers every week. Um, another player you should watch for, I feel J.J. Watt's going to have a better season next year um the fact that uh hopefully Deshaun Watson will be back from his ACL injury um will provide the Texans with a little bit more fuel to their offense which will then trickle over to their defense um I think um Odell's gonna have a better season next Mm -hmm. year too I know he had a few injuries this year uh but he should definitely crack 25 next season mm-hmm. um, on the list. Uh, two more players. Uh, I think Xavier Rhodes from the Vikings. Um, he was uh, a core aspect to their team this year when they made that that long playoff run, and he was a vital aspect to that. So I think that the momentum from last season is going to carry over to, to this season. And um, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a – I'm not. I mean, he already had his breakout season, but he's gonna have a obviously a better season than he did last year. Obviously, that now he's gonna be on the field. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have a chance to prove himself. Yeah. I think he's gonna be a, a a crucial aspect for the Cowboys this season, whether they're gonna make or break. Being a Cowboys fan, I really hope he does. So for my list, I won't explain much, but I would say people to look out for Jalen Ramsey. You better watch him. Alvin Kamara, you guys should look out for him. You guys should also look out for uh, look out for Kareem Hunt. Look for him next year. And look out for Adam Thielen. And then my last pick to look out for, I think Julio is going to do his thing again next year. So those are the top 100 players and our opinion on the top 100 players for this year. And I hope you guys 
got something away from it. I hope you guys took something in. If you agree, that's fine. If you disagree, that's also fine. It's all opinion-based things. So it's just our opinion. This is the DD Fuego Show. We will be right back. All right, we're talking about the NFL today. And all right, now we're going to talk about our predictions for the 2018-2019 season. And we're going to talk about our team's I am a Cowboys fan. I said that, and I'll reiterate it in case you forgot. And my friend Anish is a what fan? San Francisco 49ers. And how we're friends, you guys are probably wondering, because um, Cowboys and 49ers had a rivalry in the 90s coming out of the NFC, but we're both, both our teams are not that good anymore. So, <laughs> so I guess that's why. So... We're just going to talk about the overall predictions. Anish has some stats given by which platform, Anish? Um, by Odds Shark. It's just the um, opening lines from uh, Odds Shark on whose favorites to win uh, Super Bowl 53. Okay, so for me personally, without looking at the favorites, I was going to think it would be not a rematch, but obviously we're going to think about the Patriots because they're a very consistent team. So I was thinking they would make it to the AFC championships and maybe go over unless if there's an AFC team that can figure out a way to beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Anish? Okay, yeah. Um, I think like last year's, AFC playoffs wasn't really a true representation of of the teams. Like I, I don't see the Jags going that far again. Um, Blake Bortles, despite him having a, I don't know if we want to call it good season last year, but him so, having uh, an interesting season. Um, I, I don't think he has the the capability, talent wise, to lead. A, a team to the Super Bowl. So um, unless something's cooking in that Pittsburgh locker room, um, the Patriots are probably going to get back to the Super Bowl again. Um, they're favorites to win right now. Um, they're opening at plus 500 on the season with second place opening at plus 1,200. So they have a 700-point gap um, to win the entire thing. And then coming out of the NFC, um, if Carson Wentz is healthy and he's playing 100%, um, then I definitely see Philly being a contender again. Um, I don't see them winning the whole thing, though. Mm-hmm. I think Minnesota's going to have a good season. They went on a really good run last year and put up big numbers, and especially their defense was solid, like you said before, with Xavier Rhodes. Um, so, yeah, I think... The Vikings are going to have a good season, too. And then sleeper teams in both conferences. Um, I think the 49ers are going to be a good sleeper team this year. Um, doing Coming off of what they did last season towards the end, the momentum will carry over. And a sleeper team out of the AFC, I think the Bills are going to be a sleeper team. Surprisingly, I think Josh Allen... Um, has something to prove, you know, not getting drafted at number one, you know, having Baker going over him. So I think Josh Allen has a lot to prove. And I think that um, Buffalo have 
committed themselves to, you know, truly bringing a Super Bowl back or not even to Buffalo, just to Buffalo for the first time. <laughs> uh, See, after Buffalo. they choked far left. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So I think Buffalo has a lot to prove and they have, they have some weapons to do so. And they've cut ties with, with Tyrod Taylor, which was the first step. So I think that they're, that they have a, they don't have a solid chance to win the Super Bowl. But they have a good chance to make it to the playoffs again, sure. and and try and get past first round. That's very true, and they got some good receivers as well. Yeah, because like, you never really know when a team makes it to the first round of the playoffs. They win a game, and then you just go all the way, like what the Jags did. Essentially, exactly. The Jags did. They change up the game because it's it's not a staple team. I would say they haven't been good in over like a decade. I think. Yeah, they were. They haven't made the playoffs since like oh four, oh five. Yeah, prior to last season. Yeah, and then the Bills haven't made the playoffs since I was just one years old, one year old. So they're doing pretty good. I like that how both of them cracked. Yeah, and then the J- the Jags actually proved me wrong. I thought the Steelers were gonna pull it, but just because of that defense, really put them to it. And I'm not gonna take away from Blake. And um, Leonard Fournette, who is very talented, very powerful running back. Um, he has hands as well. I think he's top 10 running backs in the league other than um, Le'Veon Bell. He's more of a power back. He reminds me a little bit of Marshawn Lynch, except yeah, that he has just, better hands. Yeah, just in the way, the way he runs. He runs a little bit more explosive out of the backfield than, than Le'Veon, who, who spends – if you watch – and like if you watch a lot of film, you'll know that like um, Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon like to take their time yeah. getting out of the backfield. They like to look up fields, see what's happening, mm-hmm. get a sense of where everybody is. Where once you give the ball to Fournette, he's gone. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's really not. He he doesn't care if he's getting you know a two yard run or a yeah. three yard run. Where uh, Elliott and Le'Veon like to you know capitalize off the opportunities where they can get six or seven yard runs in. Yeah, they're they're more patient. It's kind of like you have different styles. So I'd say like like and you said, if you're watching Zeke or Le'Veon, they're patient. They'll wait. You have guys who are like Lashawn McCoy, the dancer types, very elusive and agile, and they can explode. And like accelerate and decelerate, so like your Todd Gurley's, and then you have your power backs who are kind of like Leonard Fournette and Marshawn Lynch, and also I would say uh, what's another one? I think Dalvin Cook is kind of no, 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 Dalvin Cook's not like that. <laughs> he's more, he's more like uh, he's kind of like a, in the middle, in the middle, because yeah. a lot of these guys have to catch as well, so a lot of them have hands to catch, but. I would say Leonard Fournette, he can catch very well, especially coming out of the backfield. But he's more power, and he's not afraid to take a hit. He's yeah. not afraid to take a hit. And I think that's just uh, what's brought on to them in, in their college careers, like Le'Veon and, and Zeke both coming out of the Big Ten. The Big Ten's more of a of an of a offense league yeah. than, a, than a defense league where um, – uh, Leonard Fournette was over at LSU, which is uh, the SEC, which is all defense. Yeah, essentially, you know, that's where you have you know big names coming out of Alabama, LSU, Georgia. So 
Uh, I think that just from their college leagues and where they played in, that's where their their playing styles were developed to where you have, you know, more patient running backs, where you have more explosive running backs because you just have to be explosive or else you're going to get sacked in the Exactly. <laughs> you have to have them. So for me, my predictions for this coming up season is hopefully, like, I think the Jaguars will obviously make it to the playoffs this year. A team that most people might laugh at this, but might do better than last year. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. That's a little bit of a heavy statement. But the Browns, they actually made some changes. They got Jarvis Landry. They got uh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Um, they acquired Carlos Hyde from the 49ers. Yeah. That was still – he played a couple games last season. Exactly. And then they got uh, – if Tyrod under under center, yeah, and then they also have Baker as well. So Baker, they, have, they have options at quarterback. So they, they have pretty good options. They're looking pretty good. It's just their defense. They have their defensive line is pretty good. They have um the number one pick of twenty sixteen. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh snap! But he's a defensive and a defensive. Is Miles Garrett? Yeah, I think he has Miles. Garrett. I don't know which year it was. I think it was twenty sixteen, uh, right? I think so. Oh, no, that was 2016. So, yeah, no, 2017 was Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah, 2017 Miles Garrett. He had a pretty good year for his first year. He's a solid guy. If you see him, <laughs> he's a monster. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to do better than people give credit for. Yeah. Definitely another sleeper, uh, sleeper team for sure. That I've seen coming to fruition this coming up season, I think is going to be the Vikings. They're like, and you said they have a lot of pieces, but they're not. People don't fear them as they should. I would say. Yeah, well, I think because most of their pieces are coming off on defense, so um, opposing defenses can take advantage of their offense. Um, I think it just people just lack respect for Case Keenum, yeah, for for his run that he had, you know, playing backup for multiple teams, coming in to um, to Minnesota and and backing up Teddy Bridgewater, and then after uh, Bridgewater had that incident at the at the uh, the training camp and everything with the Jets, oh, and yeah. then you know getting bounced around all over the place. No mm-hmm. one really had respect for for, him. for, for Case Keenum. Yeah. The focus for the Vikings was uh, was Teddy Bridgewater, and then after, obviously, he got injured. Then Case Keenum really stepped up, and he had, he had something to prove for himself, and he did that. Especially that last touch on catch to Stephon Diggs. It is, yeah. <laughs> it was a miracle in Minnesota. So that one, that's a team that you guys might sleep on. Another team that... You might sleep on this year. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll give you two because Anish gave you two, I believe. One team that you should not sleep on is the New York Giants because they having all their pieces coming back. OBJ is coming back strong. Eric Abram is coming back strong. I think just Eli Manning will have Eli, a bounce back. Yeah, he's, gonna he's, not, he's not going to put up you know like MVP numbers, but yeah. he'll just have a bounce back season. And Saquon Barkley is going to turn up this year. Oh, true. For yeah. sure. And like, yeah. and they also have um, Stan, um, what's his name? Not Shannon. 
Yeah, Sterling, Sterling, yeah, Sterling, yeah, yeah, Sterling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have Sterling. Sterling He's coming Shepard. back. Sterling Shepard's yeah, coming yeah. back. And like all these guys are coming back fully refreshed. I saw them training a little bit uh, at UCLA. I did. I was in there, obviously. I just saw it on the internet them training, and they were training with um Terrell Owens in California up there. So they're looking pretty good. Don't sleep on them. Don't worry, Giants fans, New York fans, you have a little bit of hope now. You just have to work on your defense, and you should be fine. Do not sleep on New Orleans. Saints people always overlook Drew Brees. His numbers speak for himself. I don't have to make a case for him. Oh, yeah. But he has some pieces here and there. Kamara in the backfield. Mark Ingram still there, I think, unless if he got cleared. Did he get cleared yet? Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he should play a few games this week. Okay. If he does, hopefully he does, because they had a, a remarkable season last year. They showed up Cam Newton and the Panthers. But Cam Cam Newton's going to come back a little bit strong this year with the Panthers because McCaffrey's going to turn up crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then they have a they have DJ Moore coming up too. Mm-hmm. So, but also going back to New Orleans, don't sleep on this uh, new receiver. He's not really new. He's been in the league for a little bit. But Michael Thomas, he was on top 100 as well. Okay. He had a pretty good solid season. He's not, I would say, I wouldn't say he's like the fastest receiver. But he's very good at route running. Kind of reminds me of Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean he can cut routes um, efficiently, and he can he can create the space for him when the space really isn't there. Yeah, and then of course when you have a guy like Drew Brees under center that can place accurate, the, yeah, that can place the ball in those tight spaces where not a lot of other quarterbacks can, then yeah. you can make it work. And yeah, he has a very good, like Anisha, separation. His ball skills are very good, and he has a pretty good IQ for a young player. So, yeah, those are the teams, our sleeper teams. Now, Anish, what are your expectations for these Los Angeles Rams? Because we've seen them make a lot of moves this offseason. So what do you think they're going to do this year? Uh, I think the Rams have um, the best sleeper odds to make it into the to the to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um their team that a lot of people have counted out. Um but definitely Jared Goff heating up the last season and you know really starting to exploit the mistakes that the defenses were making when they were playing against him. Um as for me as long as he's playing good then the team will play good. Todd Gurley will be exceptional no matter who's under center for the Rams, but if um, Jared Goff is is playing up to standards like how we did last season. Then then they will one hundred percent make it to the playoffs and, yeah. and make make a deeper push than what they than what they did last season. Exactly, especially with their defensive coordinator, and they got Ntamugun Sue and Aaron Donald on the same D line, <laughs> and then they got Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib in the secondary. So it's going to be tough. For the NFC, both of our teams in the NFC. Yeah, especially me and the NFC West. Yeah, exactly, man. For me, the NFC West is going to go, you know, when you have three teams that now have a realistic shot at making the playoffs, you yeah. really don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the Seahawks will finish top two this season. Okay. I think they're going to come in at three. You know, obviously Richard Sherman um, jumping ship and coming over <laughs> the 49ers. Um, sure. But still, I think... Russell Wilson's going to have his one bad season that he has. You know, every quarterback has at least one or two bad seasons in their in their career. Yeah. I think Russell Wilson is, is, is coming upon him, despite him being, you know, 
putting essentially putting the team on his back last year. Pretty much. His his bad season's gonna be gonna be upcoming. And then obviously with the momentum the 49ers have and the momentum the Rams have, that they'll finish one and two in no particular order. And yeah. then um the Seahawks will be at number three. Yeah, for my division, it's pretty in the NFC East, it's kinda hard to say because like Dallas is kinda like eh. We like we're good at some years and then we're not so good in other years. And then I'll say this coming up here, I think we should make the playoffs. It's just gonna be harder because we obviously have the defending champs. Yeah. And we also have the Giants, who I said not to sleep on. So yeah. It's gonna be a very difficult year for the Dallas Cowboys, but I believe that if we put our best foot forward and continue to grind, that we should be okay. And we should make it out. Hopefully, make it out the NFC East, but East. But it should. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be hard. It's going to yeah. be hard. Next season is going to be a weird season. Yeah, you don't really know what's going to happen. Another thing we forgot to mention is that uh, under center for the Vikings is actually Kirk Cousins this year. Oh yeah, because yeah, he got that trade. Yeah. Oh, so man. that is just another addition to the to the puzzle that that the Vikings have to to deal with. So I mean, give him a couple games to get him settled in, and then we can we can see how he's doing after that. Yeah, it's gonna be a a difficult season for teams. It's gonna be hard for people to like bet on games as well, like to see who's gonna win or not. You have to really follow good for your fantasy teams and stuff like that. Player wise, it should be the same. Just team wise, it's gonna be hard yeah. because like all these teams made so much changes, and it's just gonna be a good league. It's gonna be a fun season. And I hope you guys will enjoy that season. So before we go, we're going to go to the next segment called Wrap Up. Wrap it up, DD, or a wrap up and sum up the show for you. But because I have a special guest here, we're going to do it together. This is the DD Fuego Show.